2: Ah, alone at last. Hi everyone, um, welcome to Hardcore Listening with Chris and Stu. Stu's not with me at the moment, uh, I'll explain why in a second. Just want to say thank you so much for downloading or streaming this. We can't believe the reaction that we've had already. I think this will be episode three you're listening to now. And the fame, quite frankly, has gone to Stuart's head. He doesn't do intros anymore. In his own words, he's too much of a face to be recording silly intros. So the responsibility fell to me. But fear not, I wanted to make you guys feel special. So I ran a bath, lit some candles, and wanted to make you feel a little bit like the intro to Doggy Style. She wouldn't be too happy with me doing this uh, in the bath, I don't think. We've literally bought hundreds of pounds worth of audio equipment now to stop reverb, and I'm recording it in the most reverby room of the house, plus all the equipment's on the edge of the tub, so there's every chance it'll fall in. So it might actually just be the last known um, recording of an idiot named uh, Chris Glasson. Thanks to all our listeners all over the world, because we've even got people in China now listening, more than just one person. I'm talking upwards of two people. So it is overwhelming. So on to our guests. So who have we got? Uh, We've got Russell Lesak from Block Party, which we were so chuffed that Russ said he'd come on and do it. We've known Russ for a a while, because we used to do a club night called Pilot with Russ. Um, So... We've had, we already had some fun and got to know each other through that and already knew that we had some similar interests and whatnot. Uh, Russ was kind enough to do top two top fives with us. You'll probably already know what they are. But if not, I'm just going to let Russ uh, introduce them very shortly. But it was really inspiring hearing Russell's story about how he learned how to play guitar. And you can really... That story transpire, transpires into the music he was making my block party in my opinion one of the best bands in the UK uh, predominantly because of their sound because of because of how um, uh, the guitar, guitar play in there so it's great to hear that so without further ado I will leave you guys to enjoy the next episode of hardcore listing oh no I won't not going away just yet our sponsor this week is not only RedshiftRebels.com, our closed label, but also the Distraction Pieces Network, where you can find other great podcasts such as Stop and Search with Jason Reed, T- Tuesday Night Jaw with Jim Smallman, and Say Why to Drugs with Dr. Susie Gage. I've just realised that it's a really druggy network. I didn't know that, Pip. My mum's going to be so unhappy. Uh, enjoy. And we will see you on the flip side. Bye. Come here, rubber ducky.
0: Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.
2: Hello. Yeah, I think we're, we're recording. How are you? I'm very well, thanks Stuart. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and welcome, Russell. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah,
3: not bad, you?
2: Yeah, this is, uh, this is good, yeah. Very happy to have you on, mate. Um, yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen each other for, I don't know, 12, 18 months, I guess. Cause, yeah, uh, it's
3: been a little while. Yeah. You were driving me across London at three in the morning the last time, I saw you <laughs> if I
4: recall. Yeah. That's... We,
0: uh, we used to run a, a club, Mark, with Rustin didn't we? Yeah. Um, uh, um, a venue that I don't even want to mention. I don't want to shout about that venue. No, let's not talk about that. Let's not give them any the airplay. <laughs> um, uh,
1: but,
0: yeah, and so, um, Russell's kindly agreed to come on here and discuss two top fives of us tonight. And um, we're going to start with... Um, well, do you want to tell us what we're going to start with tonight, Russ? I
3: think we're going to start with top five guitarists. Is
2: that right? Sounds yeah, good. yeah, Sounds very good. very apt. It um, was quite... Um, you coming on and, and wanting to talk about that, Russell, because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to uh, tune in to hear about what your, your top five are and that. Did you find, um, was that difficult, sort of like rating them like one to five and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, actually, kind of ranking them was, was the hard part, kind of, you yeah. know, pick, picking favourite guitarists isn't, isn't that hard, but, it, I mean, it's probably something that would change as well, even on a different day of the week, that Probably, probably yeah. would, would change my mind, but. I'll stick with it at this moment in time.
2: I definitely, I, I've been
3: thinking that about these lists as well is that
2: well, the, the people that we've we've had on so far and and, and and when I've thought of my own lists in those sort of genres over in different in different decades my my opinion changes you know so it's definitely transient it definitely moves Right. so yeah so I think that although I might say my top five is one to five is this now five years down the line it might even still be those five guitarists still it might have Favour might have swung one way or the other, so it's really tough to sort of nail it down, but it's kind of also fun to sort of sit there and
0: even try and you know prioritise them and get them sort of locked in. And I also think genre, because when I think of guitarists, I predominantly lean towards what I guess people call guitar music, whereas I wouldn't consider the likes of Prince and people like that, right? right. Because when I think of guitarists, I instantly lean towards kind of you know, Indian rock, really, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and wouldn't consider Curtis Mayfield and, and, and things like that. So,
4: yeah, it's strange
0: that me. as well because as soon as you men- mentioned Prince, there, I was
3: like, oh, yeah, freaking, of yeah, I, I did actually consider Prince. Mm. Spoiler: he, he hasn't. Made <laughs> um, I,
0: yeah, so again, on another day yeah. of the week, he probably would have. Made yeah, this, yeah. So. Well, we're gonna we we'll get to some. Other honourable mentions then at, at yeah, the end of the sure. list, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, always yeah. quite nice to who didn't quite make the grade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not quite so good if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those guys
2: and, and why they made the list. Um, and uh, we're also we're also going to do another top five. We're going to release on probably another episode, aren't we? So we get you, you lucky bastards. You get a double whammy, yeah, Russ. Um, and the other one is going to be Russell. The other one's going to be video game. Top five video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, as soon as you said you wanted to discuss that, I was like, yes, because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the first, you're the first one, and uh, no doubt in the future at some point someone else is going to do it. And uh,
0: yeah, yeah, you looking forward to that one, Shane? I'm, I'm, do you know what? Hopefully, yeah. I'll um I'll learn something because I know nothing about video games, absolutely nothing, and uh, <laughs> I haven't bought a computer game or played a computer game since my Commodore sixty four. So that shows Amazing. again how old I am as well, which is well documented on these podcasts. Commodore six four was pretty cool though. Yeah. So you get some cool points for that. Right, okay, well shall
2: we jump in and go, um well should we do quickly, just before we do the top five. What other were there any other um lists or any other things that you were thinking or oh, maybe you'd sort of do that? Any other um, ones that came through
3: your mind? Yeah, well I mean there was guitars, and then I was trying to think of, of less obvious ah, things. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm quite into wrestling. It's one really? of my uh, secret passions, yeah, yeah. I guess. Really? So, not, not many other people are, so it might have been a bit awkward, like me, talking about wrestling you? and no one knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Cru- that, so that, that was a potential oh, mate, option. Yeah. Well, but, we
2: never know. In the future, do come, it, come back. Yeah,
3: day. yeah, come back, because... Um,
0: you and Pip are huge wrestling fans, Pip's a massive he?
2: wrestling fan. Like, Pip, to the point where, I mean, I I, I kind of ducked in and dived in and out of it, you know, mm. in my youth. And um, You go to any events, though, don't you? Yeah. Um, about a year ago, uh, Pip was invited to go to Progress Wrestling, which is a UK... Uh, yeah. yeah. And now we go every other month. I think I'm going this weekend. Oh, really? And, yeah, um, I, I've
3: been to one. Yeah? I've been, yeah, I've got a friend who's really into the, um, like the UK wrestling, and he's just started taking me to things quite yeah, recently, yeah. so... Yeah, man. I'm going across the paths.
2: Yeah, dude. Well, look, if you ever. Because um, he gets a, you know, a few tickets every one. Yeah. So it just depends who he's, he's, he's booked in to come along with us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll have a word with him if you fancy joining us someone Because, as you know, then, if you've been there, you a lot of fun. Yeah, don't? yeah. And so, I mean, I wasn't a huge wrestling fan. I'm always plugging it on this.
4: Because
2: mm. I'm not like. I'm not, you know, I liked it. A while back and then I never really followed it and then I've started watching that Progress Wrestling and it's brilliant and the atmosphere there is just so like, That's oh. the
3: thing, Like I, yeah, I went to one recently and it, it almost feels like it reminds me of, of, of being a teenager and going to like, these kind of underground gigs in yeah. London that not many people knew about yeah. and you'd go to a little kind of dive pub with a 100 people and, and see this band that not really many people know about and it was like a kind of exciting new atmosphere and, and these kind of little wrestling shows feel like that like you know they're they're, they're quite small intimate venues and it's got a bit of an underground vibe to it which is nice definitely do you
0: still go and watch young bands in in tiny
3: pubs I mean no to be honest no I don't go to gigs very often I suppose it's you know I've spent the last (laughs) 10-12 years going to gigs every day (laughs) yeah, Yeah. most of them my own gig but you know being in that environment it's like it it, it, it kinda of feels like I don't quite want to do that when I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think maybe, you know, now that I'm not gigging so much I'd probably have more of a desire not being surrounded by that all the time. Yeah. Also, you know, now now I've moved out of London as well, so it's not as accessible. Like, mm. you know, you could kind of hop on a bus or whatever and yeah. and, and go to, to to Camden or whatever and a bit of gig whereas now it's like a bit more of a yeah a night out and you have to kind of plan these things in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's different. Yeah, well, I remember when, I guess I was, I don't know, in, in, in my kind of 16, 17, 18, and, and I would literally go to, like, if not a gig every night, at least five nights a week, like whether it was yeah. on my own or yeah. with other people. It would just be kind of every night, and there was always something to
0: go to. Yeah, and like, what was going on when you were that age in, in sort of London and and. What, what was the kind of, what scenes were happening, what bands were playing at that point? I'm trying to
3: think, like, I mean, a lot of my friends were into, like, more, like, slightly kind of underground indie and, and lo-fi things.
0: Um, what was back know, then? Are you talking sort of Mogwai, that era? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: certainly that era, certainly
0: that era. Um, like, yeah, I guess it's kind of, like,
3: 95, 96, 97, around that time. You know, I remember, like, there was no internet really yeah. then, and, and there was fanzines. You know, yeah. people like if you were queuing up for a gig, there'd be kind of people selling their fanzines yeah. outside, and you'd, you'd find out about new bands like that. And I suppose you know you could go to the to, to the barfly or whatever these, yeah. these these venues, and it was like two three pounds to get in, so you could you could kind of take a chance yeah. and go and go yeah. and just check out anything. Yeah, you know, it it, it, it seemed kind of. I don't know, it, was, it seemed easy then. I, I, I don't know what it's like now. I don't, I don't know like if, if, if I went to, to Camden and if you could kind of pop into random pubs and if there would be like three bands playing. I don't know, you it's know, because really so many time. venues have been closing. Yeah. You, you yeah. seem to read a lot more about venues closing yeah. than the new venues opening. Yeah. So, you know, m- maybe it's like that, but I, I, yeah. I honestly don't know.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure it is in, in places. Just incidentally, Russ, I think you've sat on the, I'm the, the, I'm the just wobbly chair. He's be like disappearing
4: man. behind the bar. So <laughs> yeah, she, she, she stitched <laughs> you up <in> and <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sure if, um, if if you do go to to Camden, I'm sure there's still um, at least two or three venues that will still have. I'm, I'm sure the bar still must have live music. Pretty yeah, much yeah, every night. yeah. I
2: think that's recently been rethought by. Um, People were actually very, you know, bit, so people a
3: bit of t- cut their teeth it? on no. yeah, their yes, teeth we played um, the Roundhouse in, in, in Camden, Yeah. yeah. block party, yeah. a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, let's, let's go and find some food, but I was like, oh, we're going to walk past the bar floor, yeah. and I was yeah. like, hang on, it's not
2: there, Yeah. And, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, everything's a, gone. Damn it, yeah, yeah. Is the boiling cake still there? No, I, mm, I remember a, hearing about it closing ages yeah. ago and I haven't been there for yeah, a I don't, while I don't to see so really no.
0: I, yeah. I imagine it's closed. I'm old enough to remember when the Barfly was in a different location. Now, Me too. me too. Yeah. It was there was a Camden Falcon do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. These were the type of places that I'd go yeah. to like, yeah. and check out bands like there was a band from scotland called urisei yatsura ah fake fur yeah 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 mm-hmm. they, they, they were awesome kind of yeah yeah traipsing around london trying to find yeah. these because yeah, the, the venues like that they were quite difficult to find yeah. sometimes and obviously you didn't have maps and phones and things yeah. and it was like stumbling around camden like where's this pub <laughs> yeah. where's this pub no one knows where it is trying yeah. to find it so it felt you know i guess it was quite rewarding you had to put in some effort to actually
0: find
2: that's it it's all pre Well we're yeah. talking
3: about rewarding in,
2: in a sense of not in a sense of finding the clubs but in finding music and listening to music mm. and how like you know maybe the death of de- death of albums and, and how people play albums in order is, since technology made it so easy to access and get hold of any yeah. music you want and it's interesting is because it, it's the same sort of process we've actually fi- actually finding and attending yeah. the gigs you know you don't have Google Maps or anything to
0: point it out you're like oh yeah how important was internet as block party were breaking? Was that? Um, it was kind of.
3: I guess we were somewhere in in, in the middle, like you know. I guess we were kind of breaking like two thousand and three, two thousand and four. So yeah, there, there was internet. I remember we had a website. Yeah. Our, um, our, our bass player Gordon, he he kind of he's a um, graphic designer. He, yeah. he knew more about. Computers and the rest of us, and, and he kind of made us a website, which was cool. Um, I guess it was more like MySpace was, yeah. was kind of the yeah, big
0: course. Yeah. social. We were you involved media in one? like kind of like forums and stuff like that, and, and chatting on, on them. Because I know we um I when I spoke to um Gary Powell and he was talking about um a, a while ago about like that the Libertines and and how they'd all go and do sound checks and then go and get something to eat. And he said that Pete would go out of his way to find an internet cafe and would literally spend hours chatting with fans, telling yeah. them about the gigs. And he said he really built their momentum by, oh, by doing yeah. that at that point, which I think that's 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 quite nice. That's yeah. quite, in, you know, I think that's quite rare as well. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever really heard of anyone else that was sort of actively doing that.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember we had, on, on this initial website, we did have each of our emails on there so people could get in touch with us if they wanted and you know i can't speak for everyone else but you know anyone that emailed me I always re- responded to everyone we kind fuck of off. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll fuck off yeah you know, and, and, you know we've, we've not fuck off and, um, yeah i think even to this day there's some people I've, who are my friends probably at this point you know that we may have got that's how we first kind of met yeah, just yeah, cool. through, through them getting in touch and stuff. Yeah, certainly some people that was our initial kind of point of contact. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's I, I think uh Art to Monkeys kind of blew up in that fashion yeah, as well, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Getting
0: like, I think they were
3: in MySpace as well. They were, and, but it's, uh,
0: it's, it's, it's also documented, isn't it? That a lot of it was that demo that got that that got passed around. What was that that, name that,
3: the name of the demo? I can't remember
2: because it, it had a name, didn't it? I think that demo yeah. something under the bulwark called a oh, it's gone. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. That was a demo that got really hyped, didn't it? Yeah. But they did also make the most of it online, I think, well. my, it was a... They were there was a, huge, a MySpace band, yeah. weren't they? It yeah,
0: Sam and uh, Lily Allen was a yeah, MySpace. she was, yeah. yeah. And Pip, to some extent.
4: Yeah, as
0: well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, look, before you pick your, your first one, Russ, um, mm. I was going to say, um, are you like a... A, a, a real guitar anorak. Do you buy like what guitar and things like that? It's... No, I'm I'm the complete opposite. Right. Obviously okay. Like,
3: <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I know I know the notes on the guitar, yeah. but that's about it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm kind of 95 self-taught. Yeah. And you know the, the the people I grew up with when like, you know my friends when we were learning to play guitar, we all we all kind of had that same mentality. We were quite opposed to that world of of guitars and, you know, hated guitar shops, like going to a guitar shop, you know, you had to at some points to buy (laughs) guitars or or, or plectrums or whatever and it was always quite a traumatic experience (laughs) and even to this day I hate, I hate going in them and I don't, fortunately don't really have to very often now, but like, I still find it kind of stressful and uncomfortable yeah. and intimidating. So yeah. do, do
0: you find it uncomfortable when fans want to come and talk about what pedals you use and things like that?
3: <laughs> no, that I don't mind because like I guess like the pedals is kinda of my thing. So
4: yeah.
3: like, I, but I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Whereas yeah. I think a lot of uh, traditional guitarists almost kind of frown on on, on that side of things. Yeah. Like whereas for me that's that element is almost like an instrument in itself. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I play the guitar with my hands and I play the pedals with my feet. Yeah. Kind of two things working in tandem. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 happy to talk about that. Although, I guess I do like to kind of keep some tricks up my sleeve yeah, as well yeah, rather sure. than, you know, if someone's like, how do you do this, how do you do that? Because I think over the years we've probably created some quite kind of unique yeah, or just distinguishable Definitely. sounds and things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, you don't, it, I, I think even, like, not to, like, hide it from people out of, you know, fear, like, the, mm. they're going to steal your idea, mm. you know, your idea's already there. Just,
4: mm. I don't know, it
3: almost keeps it a bit special when yeah. when someone doesn't know exactly how you do it. Like, mm. you know, once you know how the trick's done, it's like, oh... Oh. It, yeah, definitely, it yeah. definitely
2: takes away Some of the majesty When I learnt to scratch On, on turntables I, I, I wanted to learn Because I couldn't understand What the sound was I couldn't mm. understand How it was being created And when I started To get to that level Where I was semi-decent That mystery And the, the, the sort of Attraction mm. to it started to, I, I started to lose it because, you, you know, must I've have lost of... it by the time I got to know you. Because you've never <laughs> been semi-decent <laughs> when I've been <laughs> anywhere near yeah, I've man. never, I've never played on vinyl. I don't, I don't think you've ever seen me DJ on vinyl, and um, I've never bothered to learn on, on like the cdj mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But um, I felt it lost a degree of um, majesty to it, um, well,
3: that's, even myself. That's why I kind of, that's why I like not knowing completely like, yeah. how I'm playing the guitar, yeah, and, yeah. and all, the, all the technical side of it, because it's like. I don't know, like a bit of naivety, I think, is, is quite a nice thing yeah. in places. That's cool, and I, I guess not going to record stores and having that
2: sort of uh, almost like a, a traditional way of learning and being taught means, gave you your style. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. Like, I, I, you know, I always recommend that to people. Like, not that there is no merit in, in, yeah. in learning, you know, traditional techniques and stuff, and I have certainly have, picked up other things as as, as time's gone by but you know to be able to create something that's you that's not someone else I think is a a really brilliant thing yeah very beneficial
0: okay so if I was to ask you about if there was a specific band or artist that made you Want to buy a guitar and mm-hmm. play a guitar? Would you be giving anything away about anyone on your list if you were to say that now? or Should, should we talk about that? Um, no, I don't.
3: I don't think so.
0: Okay. I think.
3: Um, I mean, the the, the thing that made me want to get a guitar was uh, Back to the Future, the film, nice. the first one, the first one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you yeah, know, there's, there's there's kind of two scenes where he's, yeah, like, three scenes where he's playing the guitar, but yeah, there's um. There's one, kind of near the beginning, where he's playing, he wants his band to play at the school farm, where he kind of does this ridiculous, kind of solo, and they're all like, turn it down, turn it down. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's that, and then there's the the kind of classic 1950s Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry at the end. um, At the end, and and, yeah, I was, I mean, I loved that film the first time I saw it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's still one of my favourite films ever, and just at some point, um. It, it just kind of clicked with me. I was probably about 14. I guess I was getting into into music then, like, kind of properly, and I just remember the, the, the Johnny B. Good song came on at, at my grandparents' house, and, and and I just thought, oh, it'd be really cool to be able to do this myself, and just asked my parents if I could get a guitar, and it kind of went from there, really. Oh, man, that's so cool. And now yeah, that's not the Johnny answer B. I was <laughs> expecting. No, that's, that's wicked. Michael J. <laughs> so
2: Fox apple really? what what they are really they're really amazing scenes in that film that film is a shit yeah. and uh yeah and to be inspired by that though is uh, is is really good and to to start your career sort of in that way yeah
0: um, I, I did you could you play when you using like serious problem and Lilo like and that could you ever play guitar in any of those I didn't play guitar in no, I sang in the first one and yeah. played keys in the second all yeah right, all right yeah mm-hmm. I'm a dreadful guitarist oh mate my, my experience in a guitar shop was I went in there
2: I think I was mm, 15 and uh, it was just before my birthday I wanted a guitar and this guy fucking shredded the fuck out of this cheap guitar it sounded amazing <laughs> and I was like okay I'm going to do that and I went home my love affair with that guitar lasted about a week <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just a fad I was like oh damn but um, what was so what, what were the first things you were teaching yourself on there what was the
3: first thing well I I, I had lessons when I first got it because we rented it from a guitar shop and they said what was it I'm trying to remember the exact deal but it was like well you can rent the guitar from us for a bit and then if you have lessons with this guy then we'll give you a discount and each one will like pay off the guitar something like that so um yeah I had lessons for a few months with this guy and you know that that was cool kind of learn the basics like how Mm. to actually hold the guitar and, and hold the plectrum and stuff and then um but he kind of kept wanting me to like learn the blues and things like that, yeah. and I, you know, wasn't interested. And I'd kind of come in with like a, a, a tape or something of, of a band that I liked, and be like, oh, "Can can you teach me this?" What sort of stuff was that? Um, would well, be a bit of a spoiler on the list. Okay, okay, uh, right, like, right. Um, just the stuff that I was listening to yeah. is, is yeah. kind of fifteen year old, and um, yeah. and you know, he he would kind of listen to them. on work out a few things um, actually because yeah, I remember my dad was super into Prince who's not on the list and um <laughs> so I, I kind of took like this ridiculous Prince song in like a solo that obviously I couldn't yeah. possibly play and I was like you know can, can can you teach me this and he was kind of like mm, I don't think so <laughs> but um, after, you know after a few months when I have got the basics I just kind of thought you know I, I don't think I need this anymore just, yeah. I just I, I want to do my own thing and Then I just started playing like every single night in in my room on my own for like three, four, five hours, and just kind of progressed really quickly like that.
4: Cool, let's do it. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So let's 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 hear some of. uh, Let's get started in at number five. Um, You can see these now, Russ. Can you?
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: So yeah, go go for it. Who's your number five? uh, Top Um, five
3: guitarist. Number five is Rivers Cuomo from. Weiser. Although I also want to give us um, honourable mention to the other guitarist in the band, um, whose name is Brian Bell, I think. Because yeah. I mean, this is probably a common theme for most, for mm. a lot of the bands that I've liked and stuff, is Ooh. that it, it wasn't necessarily always about one yeah. guitarist. It was what two people did together, which oh. you know, I guess is something quite. Um, evident in, in a lot of the block party stuff yeah, in, yeah. That, in that there's a lot of interplay between two people. I think yeah. that's always been For something sure. that appealed to me. But, you know, I think in terms of Weezer, Rivers Cuomo would certainly be classified as kind of the, the main guitarist, I think yeah, would, would, would be fair to say.
0: Um, Have you been a fan throughout their career?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't followed them so much like, in, in quite a few years now, yeah. but the the first two albums yeah. in, in particular yeah. are kind of, you know, yeah, mm. they're like, you know, defining for yeah. me. Like, I think the first record was kind of the, I don't know, they felt like the first band I, I, I kind of truly discovered yeah. when, when, when I was getting into music. I was kind of, you know, hearing random bits and pieces and then I remember seeing the Buddy Holly yeah. video. Yeah. I think it came free with like a, disc when you got a pc or something yeah in like, or windows really? yeah 1995 i think 99. 94 95 yeah. yeah you got a disc with your piece to install windows and buddy holly yeah. came up which is actually a sensational piece of product placement yeah, by them. yeah. At, at the time i imagine if it was coming with every copy of windows yeah. like millions of people yeah. would have yeah. seen Ridiculous. that it might have been how they blew up yeah um I guess it's, the combination of that and that brilliant video, video yeah, as
0: But well. Sweater Song was out before that I think. Sweater Song was yeah. out before that yeah. yeah so
3: I, I, I you know I kind of I don't know exactly how, how things went for them but for me it was it was kind of captivating and then I borrowed the album off someone at school and you know it was, it was kind of mind blowing for me. Yeah.
0: Um, Pinkerton was a big change wasn't it?
3: P- Pinkerton, yeah Pinkton's my favourite mm-hmm. recorder you know I know i i don't think it did flopped, as well for them yeah I, I, I don't know just exactly how it did down. yeah but like you know I I, I I loved it and my friends all the time you know we, we we all loved it as well um you know the 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 guitar side of things it's you know there's nothing um kind of like radical that they do it's it's just the melodic side of it is yeah. is kind of perfect mm. for me like it's the, the the kind of stuff you listen to and it it really kind of like makes you feel something can makes you know like hairs on your neck stand at yeah, end and, sure. and and they're yeah. just doing that with like guitar melodies yeah. And, yeah. and and kind of melodic interplay and stuff yeah. and, and, and that for me is like so important yeah. in in how I approach the guitar. I yeah. think, you know, it was such such a big influence to me in, 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 in how I've always approached things in that you know, you, it it doesn't have to be the vocals that make people feel yeah. feel the emotion, it can be the music. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Um I mean and also he, he he is a really good guitarist as well, like some of the solos on on on, on both those records yeah. and on and, and on some of the later stuff as well, it's like yeah. really, really cool solos. Yeah. Like just, you know, brilliant melodies and you know a little flashy at times but never yeah. kind of ridiculous yeah. just I think if, if it always felt like the melody was everything yeah. there which
0: these are real jokes as well aren't they? When yeah I mean yeah, I haven't
3: met them I think
0: but yeah we've seen them live
3: yeah like at the time I was so desperate to see them and mm. they never played in the UK like my friend he went to see them before I'd heard of them and he, and then he kind of spent like four years rubbing it in my face that, that he'd seen <laughs> them and I hadn't yeah. and they just didn't come to
2: the UK. No, because he took some time, didn't he? Because he, he was studying and, and bit Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. He went back to college, he? He'd he, he come back to college a few times um, and had a mixture of success of that and being drawn between what music, you know, what he was writing and that. And yeah, that's why it was a bit of a, especially between the first two records. Mm. I think he did the first one. And they were obviously happy with it, but he was like, for the next one, he really wanted to musically make something te- technical. production
0: was completely different on yeah. it, on the mm. first two. Yeah,
3: yeah. noticeable. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong, but it's, it's from my memories. They only played one show in the UK for each of those albums. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, I think they played The Garage for the first album, and then The Astoria for the second yeah. album. I, I might be wrong, but like... Oh. from from what I remember, so really kind of limited opportunities to see them and I, I hadn't heard of them and so I missed them. And then, yeah, they went on this hiatus and I guess I didn't see them until in, in the 2000s, you know, and they, and they were kind of a different band
0: then. It's kind of, um, for me, I, I've I lost interest in them like, um, as the career went on. I, I liked Hashpipe and I thought it had a few good tunes. Hmm. Uh, on, uh, was, that the, was it called The Green Album? Mm-hmm. The Green Album, wasn't it? But um, then after that, I just kind of lost my way of them a little bit. and um, That always happens to me with my many, many bands that
2: I follow certain parts of their careers, dial out because I find something new and then I might
0: re-engage with them later. or you If know, I remember them. rightly, I think the fan club set up a campaign a just giving campaign to give them enough money to not make another record. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure that was the case. Yeah, yeah. that's quite
4: like, brutal.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's your fan out, club. Like, yeah, I'm sure of it. Like, that, 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 How happened that was that? Not that long ago.
4: I because they maybe literally three years did one. Ago.
0: They did their fourth. Because I, I, you know, with all
2: these, I wanted to do a little refresher, say so a little, little bit of trivia and whatnot. So. That, Weezer came out 2016. Another self-titled. That's their fourth self-titled album. Yeah. I was like, Shit, I didn't
3: realize that. They've got at least eight records now. I think maybe more. Yeah. Te- so they're on their tenth. They're on the tenth. The tenth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, in fairness, I've listened to every one of them. I haven't listened to that mm. the newest one, I guess, but I have listened to all the subsequent ones, like at least like once. I yeah. kind of Gave them a chance, and they didn't really connect for the most part. But the one probably before that I actually had some like really really good tracks which mm. kind of really I was I was so like, happy I was like you know to see that they do still have it mm. in them like yeah. even you know 20 years later that the, the, the magic is still yeah, there yeah. like not as much but little kind of sprinklings of it. Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it, it it was nice and it kind of took me back to that place almost
0: so you say you like you, you listen to them like eating children you've giving it a go now. so in regards to listening to music now like when when you're not touring and, and you're at home family and stuff like how do you listen to music now like do you get time to just put your feet up and put a CD on or
3: yeah not so much like I, I tend to listen to music in the gym is the yeah. main time I really listen to, to it now like because that's one of the only times I'm kind of on my own I guess yeah. like having family so yeah um. Yeah, or if I take the dog for a walk. Yeah. I'm, but yeah, certainly everything is coming out my phone. Yeah. 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 In, in in this day and age, like, and you know, it's awesome in a way that you've got the entire catalogue of yeah, musical yeah, yeah. history on yeah, this yeah, well yeah, yeah. planet on, on your yeah. phone,
0: essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which is
3: which is brilliant. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of downsides to it, I think, as well. But you know, it is nice. But yeah. I, certainly don't
0: really buy music yeah. anymore um, you know I pay the subscription yeah, to totally. yeah. services but yeah but, I mean it's a double it's sort we spoke with yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, anyway. yeah. He, he's like, more accessible you've you got know, the world at your fingertips
2: like you say you can get into so many good yeah, so much good music and you know at the same time there's sometimes that this change in the journey and, and how it affects the, the music scene as well
0: how it affects bands yeah. getting to know each other or whatever producing stuff I've recently started buying um, CDs again. Um, right. Like, second hand off of Amazon. All right, all right. Um, I've got, obviously, a quite a hefty CD collection, yeah. a vinyl collection, but I kind of... You are a big deal. That's oh, a real big deal.
1: But,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. no, but I've moved into Spotify and, yeah. and, and, and stuff like that and I just thought, you know what, now I'm going to start buying some CDs mm. again and because I've, I've got a, a stereo in my room, I just thought, right, Weekends, I'm gonna just listen to an album on a stereo oh, really? and, and just make sure I do that every weekend. Like, like Russ, I've got a family, and yeah, yeah. and I listen to music generally on my phone when I'm walking the dog, yeah. and, and and that you yeah. know I don't get as much time or in a fifteen minute car journey to work or whatever, yeah, yeah. and I don't ever get the chance to just listen to an album as an album. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I put Spotify on, it's generally a kind of can you call it a mixtape? You know, it's yeah. it's just songs that I've put together. So I just yeah. think I'll be listening to an album as it's meant to be intended every yeah, yeah. once in a while it's cool but, man yeah. Yeah. yeah I've
2: still not re-established really that I'm still you know bric a brac yeah um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I think there's a lot to be said for
3: that as we've, we've said many a time yeah. I do like listening yeah. to an album from front to back yeah um, I do because if, yeah, if I go to the gym it's like an hour so it is kind of I, I pick the album that I'm going yeah. to listen yeah. to and I get to listen to a whole yeah. album so that's quite is cool. that what you do
0: you listen to an album yeah yeah, yeah
3: yeah I won't like that's cool. fuck around between yeah. things but um I was just saying earlier that I'm just okay. learning to drive at the moment. So, yeah, just having this conversation has made me think that'll be nice. Yeah. That it'll be another opportunity yeah. to put
0: music on. Cause... Or, or podcast, right? Yeah, or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you could recommend.
3: Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my wife drives at the moment, so she gets to pick what's on. So, yeah, that, that, that's something to look forward to, actually. I can... Blast out some tunes in the cars, drive around Essex. Like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that—that that feeling. Um, is it? Is it? Rivers has he sort of influenced your
3: style? Um, how do you feel he's influenced your style? Um, yeah, I guess just the the melody, like mm. the, the the importance of, of of kind of creating a melody, and I think it's. I always feel like when I'm well depending on the situation, but I, I often feel like when, when I'm writing a part that I'm trying to find the, the part that will have, like, the most, kind of, emotional impact. Yeah. And it feels like that's where that side of me came from, like, more, more than anything else, I think. They're, um, I mean, they're also, because I, I never listen to lyrics for, for bands. There's only, like, probably... I don't know, three bands where I actually like listen to what they're saying. Yeah. But normally mm-hmm. I just you know listen to the melody and the, the tone of their voice and mm-hmm. phrasing and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that, and that's that's enough for yeah. me. Um But yeah, we, are a kind of yeah one of a handful of bands that, that, that the lyrics actually found kind of compelling mm-hmm. and, and, and touching. Um, You know, and certainly. More so as a teenager, because yeah. you know a lot of the, the subject matter is, you know, kind of girls and heartbreak and things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I can imagine if I discovered them for the first time now, they probably wouldn't appeal mm. to me as much, or certainly, you know, if if someone I kind of trusted like told me you know listen to these songs, mm-hmm. then, it, then it might have opened it up, but it, you know it, it probably wouldn't now. So. I felt like they were the, the perfect band to discover at that, at that point yeah. in my life. Like, you know, being a teenager and discovering music and learning the guitar. It was kind of the perfect storm, almost, mm. for, for my relationship yeah. with that band. No, that's really cool. That's
2: really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favourite songs off the first record, is I think, is, the, is Say It Ain't So. And, as I said, looking into trivia and stuff like that, when he wrote that, he... And, and I think that's a very emotional song, that, and the, the lyrics about his, his father being an alcoholic, etc. Um, but he didn't, he, he did all the melodies of that to start with, and he, oh, he only had that line say it ain't so, and he just, he was just, def- he wrote that according mm-hmm. to feeling, and then they went back and felt, you know, then he went and, and built the lyrics oh, really? later. So it's kind of really interesting, because that's exactly what you're sort of describing there mm-hmm. as well, so...
3: Cool stuff, man. Also and, I, also, and I can play every single song from those first. Can you really? Fuck. Where's your guitar, In fact, um, when I was when I was playing with Ash, yeah. we um, we used to do a cover of "Only in Dreams." Yeah, yeah. You know, the last song on the first album, the really uh, like seven minute long build up, and that was kind of awesome to be yeah, able to do oh, that okay. live. So we did it a couple of times, which was oh, nice. Yes.
2: Oh, yes. That's amazing. Well, that's a good good one. I like the fact you Pete Rivers. Um well, number four. Shall we move on to number four? No, if you got any other questions, for us on that one.
4: Yeah,
3: actually number four ties in oh, yeah. <laughs> very very so nicely. So yeah, saying, yeah, we, we, um, yeah. number four is Tim Wheeler from, from <laughs> Ash. Okay. Who's um yeah, you know, was a guitar another guitar hero of mine kind of growing up. I guess around the same kind of time that yeah, was discovering Weezer, I think, yeah, probably shortly after that, kind of, Ash became the next band I fell in love with. I I, I discovered them a little later than other people at the time. Mm. Um, It was when uh, Charlotte joined the band, which was on the second record, I think. So again, honourable mention to Charlotte, because what was the first song... Um, Lifeless Ordinary maybe. Definitely. Yeah. That yeah. one and there was oh, another one, the single off the second record. I can't quite remember now, but they were quite yeah kind of dual guitar interplay songs. Mm. Um my friend played me. Uh, it's probably a Steve Lamac like live session they did before the record came out and I didn't yeah, I didn't really know I knew bits of Ash but I wasn't yeah. super into them and then mm. I heard that and the kind of the two guitars was was, was really compelling to me. And then I kind of went back and I, like, really got into them. Um, I remember we went to Centre Parks, you know, the holiday place. Um, I was, like, I guess I was 15, maybe 16 with my family. And I really didn't want to go. I wasn't kind of interested in doing that kind of trip. But I took my (laughs) guitar with me. So they'd all go off for the day and be like, oh, you know, we're going to go and do archery or something. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to stay in the, in the <laughs> That's chalet. That's so nice And I just sat there and I just <laughs> yeah. learned the whole like, Ash album. I had I had on my Walkman, you know, yeah. like tape 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 player. And um, I just sat there and kind of learned the whole album perfectly, which uh, ended up being very beneficial when 15 years later they asked me to be in the band. And I already knew how to play <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. so.
0: How did that come about then?
3: Uh, that came about when, so I met them for the first time, uh, I think it was the South by Southwest festival in, in Austin, Texas. Um, we, we played there in 2005, I'm guessing. And, um, and they were playing as well, at, um, a show and I went to go and see them and I just kind of met them briefly afterwards. And, you know, um, we, we didn't really stay in touch much, but we, crossed pubs occasionally yep. at, at festivals and things and I think at some point they kind of found out that I was a big fan of theirs mm. and a few years later uh, Block Party kind of announced that we were taking a bit of a break for, for, for a year or so and um, yeah really shortly we kind of said we were taking a break and I was at home for about two weeks and then I was like oh, what am I going to do now? I feel like because I, did, I didn't want to take a break at the time, mm. so I was kind of at a bit of a loose end, I was like, I feel like I need something to do. Yeah. Um, Mark, the bass player from the band, kind of emailed me and just said, oh, we heard you're taking a break and wondered if you'd like to do a couple of shows with us. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So I went out to, I think I think we did a couple of shows in New York and Japan, and um, yeah, and, and you know, and I had such a good time and got on with... Everyone so well. They were just like, you know, do you want to keep doing this? And ended up doing it for the rest of the year, like, pretty
2: much. It must is... be a dream, man. Being being like a huge a huge fan, and then and like you know being so into it that and learning guitars that you actually learn all their stuff, and then to it, to swing round for them to say, hey, do you want to play with us? Is like, yeah, a it's, it's, a it's literally the dream, true.
3: isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally a dream. Yeah, yeah. It was so <laughs> it was it was it was awesome. You know, and and they're so nice, and it was. You know, I don't have anything bad to say about the whole yeah. time i spent. With and, you know, and, and we still kind of stay in touch. We're still friends, which is great. So, yeah, it was literally the dream coming true, <laughs> which was lovely. But, yeah, as, as a guitar player, you know, Tim, he, he's he's the best guitar player I've had the opportunity to kind of work with. He's You know, he's kind of technically magnificent. And, you know, he certainly like, taught me things that I didn't know before. I, you know, they're probably, you know, edging towards the more kind of traditional techniques, yeah. but, but they're things I didn't know, and, and, you know, and to, you know, to learn them from someone that you really respect was, yeah. was, was great, and I think, you know, the, the, the time I spent with them certainly influenced the the next record we made with Plot Party. Mm-hmm. The, the fourth record we made was sort of really kind of guitar-based records. Um, you know, it, 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 playing with them really reinvigorated me on the guitar because the record we made before that was kind of quite, like, half guitar, half electronic. Yeah, and I, was, I kind of felt like I was at a point where I've done everything with the guitar. It's You know, I still like playing it, but it's not inspiring me or exciting me, and I'm looking other ways of making music and sounds. Yeah. And then doing that with them kinda of made me really excited about yeah about playing the guitar again. Yeah. Um, yeah and the you know, I went and saw them they played at the Roundhouse actually a couple of months ago and you know the he he has like the best sounding guitar that I've ever heard. I remember What does he play? Um well he he switched the guitars. Right. He's got a few different card, guitars. I guess um, he's got the main ones are like a Flying V and a Gibson, I think. But yeah, he's, he's got lots of guitars. Um, but just just the sound, like every single day, he would spend kind of quite a lot of time in the sound check, like getting this, this perfect gu- guitar sound. And
1: I don't know, it's, it's,
3: it's difficult to describe in words, but it just sounds perfect yeah. like when, when, when when you go and see them it's just like like it's like you're hearing in high definition yeah. it's just like this perfect sounding guitars and like I can imagine it must be so much fun for him to play like the parts he writes are, are cool and they're fun to play yeah. and you know there's something when you have a really good sound when you come up with something it, it, it kind of makes the playing even more fun yeah so,
0: what well, what we will do is um we'll put a playlist on Spotify together um, yeah, to no, to accompany no. this, so people can then go and reference what we're talking about mm, and stuff. Yeah. So sonically, I mean, obviously there's no shortage of big ash tunes mm. we can put on there, but like, um, what do you think would be a good a good one to kind of kick off the the ash? I
3: would uh, say uh, lose control from okay. 1977 because it's for me, the the most um, kind of distinguishing thing about yeah. Tim's right. sound is the wah way he does with wah pedals, because the way he uses it more like like a filter to me, whereas you know the, the traditional use of it is more the kind of wah wow, wah, wow, like a bit yeah. funky, and yeah. it's, it's often more associated with funk. Whereas his is this kind of like alien filter. It's really kind of aggressive and I don't know, yeah, L- Lose Control is like the whole song's almost kind of based around yeah. the, the, the guitar attack, and yeah, that, that would probably be a, a good demonstration of, of what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and again, you know, he, he he has a very melodic approach, I think. You know, not he's, he's, he's a big Weezer fan as well, so I think, I guess, you know, we all kind of tie in, like, mm. you know, he likes them and I like him. And, like them it all, yeah. it all kind of connects so there's a lot of uh, common influences I think I think they they, they, they toured together actually there's least, definitely a similar once, kind of so pop
0: sensibilities in yeah I agree with that yeah but I um, the, the, the guy that used to manage my band in the very sort of early 90s he um he also was uh, run the Cart of the Unstoppable Sex Machine fan club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and he got approached um, at the time when um, he was looking to manage us. And uh, he said, look, we, we need you to chaperone this band that are coming to the UK because they've, they've got a, a deal but they're all 15. And uh, <laughs> and he was like, nah, you're all right. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be like babysitting uh, you know these youngsters I want to go with us and yeah we obviously we peter down to nothing and that was Ash <laughs> and, um, <laughs> no way yeah not not the greatest of moves but yeah uh, I think they had to be chaperoned when they first come to the UK yeah because uh, uh, they were all wee nippers
2: 15 <laughs> crazy I know I didn't realise they were that young I mean they kind of looked young even when I first saw first mm-hmm.
3: videos but I didn't realise they were yeah yeah because even, even now then, they're you know they're only a few years older than me so It kind of you know have a lot of the same influences yeah, and interests yeah. and stuff I guess that's another reason why it, it was kind of fun touring with them you know we we're in the same kind of world and yeah you have the same
2: influences yeah, so you can, yeah, you get on and everything gels a bit easier
3: mm-hmm. as well Yeah. Um,
2: also to share the same influences as you hear you, know, you know people that are massively influential to you must be mm. uh, puts a smile on my face um, yeah well we'll definitely get added to the spot uh, the, the, the spot list uh, we'll
0: throw some others in there as yeah, well yeah, for sure. there's plenty of great Ash records to listen to as well as that it's, we'll, we'll try and give you a big old playlist to get yourself through yeah cool well um, any other questions for
2: us on that one on Tim
0: yeah if you could um, hopefully it won't be a spoiler if you could play with another band would it be? Um,
3: there's a band called Everything. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like they, they, there are um, another honourable mention. That yeah. They were ones I kind of debated putting on on the list, but I guess because they're, uh, I guess because they haven't been around so long. It, yeah. It didn't quite feel appropriate, but like I, I love them. They're, they're like the most interesting guitar band i have heard in the last ten years I was they're nice. rush. like they're 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 the only people i hear like doing something
4: different yeah
3: yeah and 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 kind of new and exciting and like i, I, I love what they do so much um our, our drummer louise she loves them as well we're kind of like both these like super fans we did um again south by Southwest actually with with them um last year i guess yeah, probably last year. And, um, you know, neither of us had seen them, and we kept, like, really hoping we'd cross paths at festivals, and it just wasn't happening. And then we saw them that they were playing at South by Southwest, and we kind of, like, running around Austin trying to find this venue, and it was, like, lightning and stuff, and they wouldn't let us cross the road, and we were freaking out, but we got there in the end and, and got to see them, which was awesome. Really delivered. It delivered, yeah, yeah, and then we hung out with them and stuff, and uh, they're lovely guys. Oh, cool. like
2: playing that in clubs, playing everything in everything in clubs when we were doing when we uh, were doing more indie nights, even some of the nights um, mm. that we were doing you, I always used, I was always surprised because when I first heard them, I was like, this is so new and fresh, mm. and also their composition of tracks, it's. You can you can mix it. You can mix it. It's mm, almost mm. like dance music. You yeah, know, yeah, it's, it's
3: definitely come. an influence.
2: And 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 I loved it. And I could you know I used to mix that. I used to mix a lot of everything, everything with Django, Django, and um, because I have. But apart from those two, I wasn't really hearing any other guys coming at it from that angle. I was so surprised at that because I was like, when I heard everything, everything, I was I, I thought, here we go. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a bit of a gear shift now in in what 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 kids are making. And not everyone jumps on that band right. And to me, I'm so surprised. Yeah. But it's no surprise that you say everything, everything, listening to the stuff that you make with Block mm-hmm. Party. Um, no, that makes perfect sense. It's a good honourable mention for sure. What is it? Is it that it's been so I haven't listened to everything everything for a while. What what's
3: um is
2: it default? Is that one of their songs? Or have I got
3: that wrong? Um, I'm, I'm terrible with names oh, these days. It's, it's gone. The singles from the last record was Regret. And, great um, it's a big radio hit as well wasn't it distant past um, um,
4: yeah cough not, not so okay, yeah, cough yeah, yeah.
2: was the first one that I loved uh, playing um, yeah, no, no, yeah tremendous well maybe we'll hear that at some point then we'll stick it on the playlist <laughs> yeah I will yeah I love that yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's there um, so yeah so that's Tim
3: Wheeler Tim, Tim Wheeler so who we got in at uh, number three of uh, right, number three, we have <laughs> Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. Once again, honourable mention to uh, James E. Haar, former star as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, so I, I kind of got into Smashing Pumpkins like around the melancholy period, which, yeah, I guess 97 hmm. maybe. And I remember um, on the inside sleeve of the record, James E. had his hair kind of dyed, uh, dyed like Tiger stripes, bleach, like black and white, which I also donned, <laughs> aid, which, is, which was quite the look. Not the uh, amusement of my family oh, or school. Oh mate, I remember. do You know, I
2: remember
0: my when my that all became Nick a thing. Say, my yeah. best mate Nick went, I think it was. Um, uh, 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 Cherub uh his What's the album? Yeah, yeah out, uh, mate, uh, Simon String. String. And James had the two blonde streaks at the front. Yeah. My yeah. mate have got that. <laughs> <laughs> Was a strong look at the time. i
3: sure <laughs> embarrassing photos on someone's Facebook somewhere.
0: So was it feeling stuff on the third album that blew you away?
3: Um, I mean, it's like I again, I got like super super into Smashing Pumpkins mm. when when I heard that record and got kind of got like everything that yeah. ever released and yeah, got to see them quite a few times as well. Um, just yeah, you know, he, he his guitar playing is kind of. Awesome. I guess I think he's probably more recognised maybe than the, the, the previous two yeah. entrants mm, yeah. kind of in, in, in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's lots of kind of like blistering silos and there's lots of
0: like kind of riffs. Oh, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm sitting here with a guitarist, but I'm not a big fan of a riff. I like a song,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, but the kind of when I say riffs, I don't... I'm, I'm referring to sort of things like... I'm not big on sort of Zeppelin and, and things, mm-hmm. like that, but things like later. things like a lot of my answer around that probably like reef and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mm-hmm. don't like that kind of sweaty rock and roll riff-driven yeah, yeah. music. Yeah, like no. like we've had very long like, conversations about yeah. that, you know, <laughs> on other podcasts. <laughs> but um, I guess if you call it a riff, the stuff on like Siva and like fucking hell, that mm. just funders doesn't it and it's and 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 am one stuff like that all the, yeah Gish in general like he's, he's just incredible I mean Gish's probably my least favourite of really, the really? not that I don't like it like,
3: yeah I, I, oh, I, 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 I like almost yeah. all of their output yeah but it, it's it's yeah it's it being near the bottom on, on my list right. like I think I like Siamy Stream and Melancholy and a door as well. The door is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love that. Like not, not so many people did like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think there's more. It it like there was riffs as well, but there was also a lot of kind of atmospheric stuff yeah. going on and lots of like different sounds and effects and things, which you know, which was something I was getting interested in at that point. Um, like as a guitar player, so that that side of things kind of appealed to me and those yeah those records are kind of like there's there's lots of different songs on them like they're not just one sound
0: well, the third album was, was quite double it, album it was a thing. double isn't it yeah and, yeah. and obviously like Flood produced that if I mm-hmm. remember rightly
3: I think uh, Flood and Lord, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and obviously you know they've worked with the life, I guess the more electronic of U2 stuff, Depeche Mode and and Mm -hmm. and things like that and and I think the second CD of of, of, um, that album definitely elements of Depeche Mode and stuff like Mm -hmm. that in there. There It definitely becomes more electronic as it goes on, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just like
0: so much different
3: stuff going on. It's like, you know, other bands that I don't like so much, you know, they'll have kind of a record of 10 songs that are pretty much the same idea and yeah. regurgitated wow. but that was like all these different things but it didn't feel like random you know mm. it, it all felt cohesive as well mm. um but yeah just the you know i don't know there's there's so many songs with smashing pumpkins as well like their, 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 their catalogue of music is is gigantic yeah it's, it's hard to pinpoint things i remember um <laughs> They, they released, like, an EP as well, um, you know, uh, Zero, yeah. that song, and there was, like, an EP that came out with that, and there was this one track, and it was, like, 30 minutes of outtakes, and it was just, like, back-to-back, like, 20 seconds of songs that didn't make it, and they all sounded, like, awesome, and it was just, like, hundreds of songs that they'd worked on and then scrapped or whatever and never used, and it was just, like, I mean, I haven't listened to it for ages, but at the time I just remember thinking, like, oh, imagine all these songs, imagine if you could hear the rest of them, it must be amazing. Yeah. Like, just, it seemed like, they, you know, at that point they kind of couldn't do any wrong, you know, and, you know, and they are all really good musicians as well. Yeah. Like, sort of, you know, people say, Jimmy Chamberlain's
0: the best drummer you know in the world. Was my, one of my next things I was going to say. Yeah. If yeah. someone said, well, I'm not big on drummers, I, I, I couldn't really go, oh yeah, he's definitely my favourite yeah, drummer, yeah, yeah. but... Jimmy Chamberlain's drumming, he, he he's incredible. Yeah, it's very special. And, uh, did he play on the on Melancholy? Was he?
3: Yeah, he he was. I don't know if he left or was fired yeah. during the touring of, of Melancholy because yet yeah. because I remember going to see them for um for the Adore yeah. tour and yeah, he wasn't there and they had like three drummers. I guess. It, Took three people to replace him. That speaks volumes, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came back as well, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. there the last time I saw him. Because yeah. he was, again,
2: something I didn't know, the reason why he'd he left that band, is he was, he, was, he was heroin, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't he? yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that him and the... head had a keyboard player at the time. Yeah. The keyboard player died of an overdose. Oh, shit, and he was strong. there,
4: yeah.
3: And, and I guess he maybe overdosed and survived. I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. he, he, he was kind of fired for... That at the time, but um, I think then the other two left at various points over the yeah. forthcoming years, and then he came back. and Yeah, I think I think they've had
0: quite a. Who, who's, rotating it, uh, a who's in the lineup now? Is James O'Darcy or? or whatever, uh, though, I don't.
3: I think it's just Billy Corgan of the originals. Probably likes
0: it. Maybe. Yeah, Look, I saw them at
3: uh, Wembley. Couple of years ago, I think I think actually me and Tim from Ash. Oh no, Ash was supporting them at Wembley. Right. So um, I wasn't playing with them, but I went. I went to go so, yeah, and see it, and I think it was just Billy and maybe it was Jimmy at that point. But certainly, he, he's been kind of going in and out. I think Yeah. Ever since, but and then yeah, they had a uh, the the bass player from Hole. I think she Melissa. Kind of, yeah, Melissa. Was there for a while, but it wasn't her last time. So, yeah, I haven't completely kept track of the uh the cast since <laughs> since then. But
0: yeah, it's that's, that's interesting. You said that because in the podcast with Justin from Inastica, he said when Annie quit the band, yeah. the first person that said can I play was Melissa from Hull. All oh,
4: right, really? yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, also,
3: I have a really cool and custom Stratocaster. Guitar as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Got it in America, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't, I never use it live much because it's, it's got like kind of quite a heavy sound. It's like it's like it's cool for doing solos on, yeah. basically. But, um, so it didn't really come in handy too much for touring. But I, I used it for recording a bit, mm. which was cool. I don't know. It was just nice to have. Yeah, 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 I mean. I, I <laughs> yeah
2: definitely. I was just going to say on that as well. Um, do you know what you know what Billy Corgan's done since, like, uh, in, on top of the music, because it links him with <laughs> yeah. somebody you like now, which or is wrestling. Uh, a, a wrestling promoter. Yeah, yeah. Shut no, up. I'm not fucking joking. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I have followed his wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Um, so, you, well, you probably know that. T- total non TNA record, wrestling. Total non-stop action. Yeah, he did. Was them for a bit and then.
3: I think, yeah, he, I think he did his own one in, in Chicago or something before that, and then he did the TNA stuff. I didn't really see it, but I was aware that he was doing
0: it. That's amazing.
3: Yeah. Small world. Yeah, he's like super, super into it. I remember seeing a video, and they did a gig in uh, Mexico, like a Smashing Pumpkins gig, because wrestling's really big in Mexico. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, Like, during the gig... He had like a bunch of the wrestlers kind of come out on stage and like attack him, and then another bunch of the wrestlers kind of rescue him and had this like <laughs> it's kind of brilliant.
2: wrestling scene like in the middle tell of the game. Until I read that <laughs> bit of trivia, I would have never. Cause a, lot of band, a lot of bands I, I, I've listened to, I've never was ever really wanted to for, uh, reading magazines about them as well. So a lot of the time, I know their music, but I don't know anything about them. Ooh. So I sit here and look on Wikipedia, and I'm like, I fucking had no idea because I would never, I would never have pictured Billy Corgan having. Like having that sort of like
0: like that setup. I can't picture it. My whole no, no. kind of take on what he's like as a person, he, he seems like he's a real egotist. From what you read, that he's he's bonkers and a real ball breaker mm-hmm. and the fact that he wants to bring out armies of wrestlers to wrestle yeah, him yeah, then yeah. save him was fucking brilliant it's also like the style of play of uh, Smashing Pumpkins as well like he
2: wouldn't, you I wouldn't I wouldn't have connect, immediately seen the connection with his, uh, with his relationship with it um, but I always thought about Smashing Pumpkins when they came out What I, they just sounded a lot different to sort of the grunge that was, was being played a lot at that time yeah it was it's it's a, it was really
0: different well they were they were sound to hunt weren't they um <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, and and I I, I remember they when they first toured over here with Gish, they were supported by Verve before they were the Verve, (laughs) and uh, and that was when the Verve sound was a lot thicker, Mm. darker, and and, and definitely more sort of a lot a lot different from what they become anyway, Mm. and uh, and that was I think how long ago that was. That was a long, long time ago, but yeah, that that was. Yeah, they 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 looked very similar to what was going on. That was when Billy had hair, hair, yeah, and uh, and yeah, I just remember them. I, I remember seeing them for the first time on TV. On um, there was a, a TV show that was used to called the Late Show, and uh, in the UK, the Late Late Show, and they used to like, each week they'd have a, a band on, oh. and um, and I don't know if you remember this at all, but they they ended up putting a show out at the end of like this, this sort of two-year run of it called No Nirvana, because right. they had all these bands on it, apart from Nirvana. <laughs> but they had Sonic Youth, Screaming Trees, yeah. REM, Pearl Jam, Radiant Machine, Pumpkins, and I think Pumpkins done... Rhinoceros, I think it was. That's on Gish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it was amazing. That, like Sonic Youth done... Uh... Oh, God, it was on... Uh, I can't think. Can't feel what it was, um, but it, it was fantastic. It was all of these bands that that just and and, and it was it was Pumpkins that 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 st- them, them and James Addiction stood out. Yeah, and really did. Uh, uh, Shamite again there.
1: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Sweet. Um, right, should we move on to number... Who's this? Number two? Are we on two already? I guess we are. Yeah,
3: okay, yeah. So, yeah, who's your, who's your number two, Russ? Number two is Bernard Butler, who was... Well, he was in Swade when when I was kind of introduced to him. Although actually, I think when I really got into Suede, he just left because I think he made the second record with them, but he didn't actually tour it. He, he left maybe before it was released hmm. or, or or around that time. Yeah, when I looked up, it
2: was he was he was. I think he recorded, but he was gone by that point. Yeah, diff- I don't think he toured it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, so yeah, I um, but yeah. I'm trying that. So I can't remember exactly when I got into Suede. It was it was a little after. Kind of like like the Weezer and Ash and so on. It was maybe like a year, a year after that. But um, but again, then I kind of when I got into them, I got completely into them and, yeah. Yeah, and nothing else. It was kind of all consuming. And um, you know, yeah, he, he his guitar, Bernard Butler's guitar playing was um, was very different to everyone else we've spoken about so far. Like it was kind of. I guess because he was the only guitarist, whereas the previous, previous three people were kind of two guitar acts for the most part, whereas he was kind of like making all this sound and it was just one person, mm. which which was interesting to hear. And, um, you know, he wasn't... I don't know, it's, it's difficult to think what, what connected at the time, but the way he plays is like, He's playing the rhythm and the lead at the same time. It wasn't like one yeah. or the other. It was kind of like, like there'd be melodies and then there'd be chords and then they'd be combined, it was really kind of like like, like complicated,
0: yeah. but it didn't necessarily sound like like you know it didn't sound like prog. Complicated. Well, is, it, is it Mel Mickey or anyone? What's da da yeah, what i didle? Mean. Uh, Mel Mickey. I mean. The, Great bit of lead, straight yeah. into the yeah. river, and then it just—it, it, yeah, 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 exa- exactly that mm. that, yeah. that kind of thing, and, and really mm. um, like a
3: distinctive sound, mm. like you know, kind of glam esque, but yeah, that's like, a good description of it, but like modern, yeah. you know, like a, like, a, like a modern twist on it, um, you know, and again, quite quite melodic in 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 places,
0: definitely. Um, I'll say, i you know what,
3: that's probably like, that. that like you say,
2: that, that sort of sound, to start with, I really, when, when, they, when they were out, I didn't connect with them to start with at all, I didn't dial into them for years and years and years, probably because of that, and mm-hmm. it wasn't listening back and having, like, your sensibilities change, don't they, that mm-hmm. I was like, actually, it's really good, and like you say, he did used to switch it up, and like, he, he, he's done some wicked instrumentals, hasn't he, like, even on like Animal
0: Nitrate and bits and pieces, where he switches onto that. They blew my fucking mind the minute. I heard them for the first time. The yeah, um, really. first track I heard was my insatiable one. Right. Well, and, mm-hmm. and I just thought, this, this is amazing. Then I remember seeing the video of Dranners on the chart show. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, I really, rem- I mean, uh, everyone, because at the time it was grunge. Mm-hmm. That was what was going on. And for some reason, people seem to lump, suede in with like, mm. the kind of brick Britpop explosion. But by the time that yeah. the Britpop thing happened, they had two albums under their belt. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. No one was doing anything like what they were doing. Maybe, maybe the auteurs a little bit, mm-hmm. but suede were like, and, and they were. I remember being on the, the Brit Awards playing Animal Nitrate, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was just smacking the mic on his ass, like gyrating around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. White shirt ripped and done, beads, like, and he was really <laughs> shaking his yeah. ass. And it was one of them things that you you know your parents were just thinking who's that tit? and like <laughs> yeah. but and you was just thinking oh man this is me yeah, I love it yeah. and it was and it just hearing him like whacking the mic and it powering through like the the the, the sound system just thinking oh this is brilliant yeah. and and and, I, and, and I, we see him at a town and country club very early on and and they were just phenomenal his voice was amazing he was to me that that. And I'm sure a lot of it's that perfect hybrid of Bowie and Morrissey. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he, he just nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, Bernard, it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry.
4: laughs> no, I mean,
3: <imagine. laughs>
0: the whole the whole band was, yeah, yeah. was awesome. And yeah, it's like you're
3: saying, it had like a like a kind of sexiness to it. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, like you know, both in the appearance and in the sound, and mm. you know, and the vocals and and the, and the guitar, all, all all of it kind of had like a sexiness and an edginess to it and a which, dirtiness as well yeah yeah, and saying, shady yeah like yeah, yeah sleazy yeah, like, yeah. Like, like cool sleazy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the right side <laughs> yeah yeah the right side of sleazy not like, like old Craig hack. Craig sleazy <laughs> he's one of our yeah. one of our other guests <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and, and I guess I, I, I think just when I I suppose same with everyone else that we've mentioned just you know when I got into someone then I'd just get all their music, yeah. and I'd just sit there, and I'd just learn everything, and you know, I can I can probably still remember a good portion of it, you know, I could sit there and play most suede songs, yeah, I could sit there and play most Smashing Pumpkin songs, I just, and I think, you know, learning how to play them, like, influenced my style, you know, more than you know, learning scales or yeah, 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 or, or, yeah. or things like that. It was just like, you know, and maybe I wasn't necessarily playing it the same as them because, you know, I couldn't see what they were doing. Yeah. I was just listening and, 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 and working out, like, this is what I think it sounds like. This is how I'm going to play it. Um, and yeah, I, I guess, you know, with him, he was kind of, you know, it always felt like what he was playing was interesting. Like, yeah, both to play and to listen to and, and that that appealed to me it was like you know like I don't just want to like strung chords in yeah. the background but I don't want to like twiddle either yeah yeah yeah, yeah be a wanker so it was like <laughs> a nice you mil- got the balance perfect didn't yeah, it? yeah yeah it was like yeah. a, like a, you know there the, the were solos at times but like they were kind of occasional mm. and, and, and they were awesome as well they kind of had an impact they weren't weren't just showing off for the sake of yeah. it. They were, they were kind of I think integral I, parts of the song.
0: I think, in fairness, I, I think was it Richard who replaced him, mm-hmm. I think he had some some really good... Like, I don't know if he wrote them. Uh, um, I don't yeah, know what the sound was with um, moving forwards. Like, I mean, I've, I've always
3: assumed that he wrote um, Coming Up, was it? Yeah, the yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I assume... It's
0: so great I he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was...
3: Yeah, that, that was Kind of probably more around the time I kind of really got into them, yeah. so uh, yeah. No, I certainly like like liked what he did as well. Yeah. But there was um, there was something like like that record. I really liked it as well, but it it
0: felt a little more um, like major key. Like it was, it was of, more poppy, and yeah, Definitely more polished. Yeah,
3: and, and and I don't mind that, but the, just the general tone of it was less. Um, Negative,
0: maybe.
3: Yeah, it yeah, just Like I don't, I don't want to say jolly because that makes it sound. It, shit, it definitely lost
0: the sleaziness.
3: Yeah, whereas like the, the stuff with Bernard was 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 all kind of like minor and edgy yeah. and, and a bit more tense and that that was kind of what I was into. That that was what appealed to me then. Um, yeah, actually, we, we did um, fest, we did tea in the park festival in Scotland and. Brett and Bernard had got back together they were doing another group the cheers yeah. then, and, and they were playing as well and I kind of saw them in, in the backstage area and accosted them both and I was really hammered <laughs> <laughs> because I probably wouldn't I probably would have been too scared to go and talk to them yeah. in other circumstances but I, I, was, I was really hammered and they 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 were very nice and they sat with me for 30-40 minutes and, 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 and chatted and kind of tolerated me blabbering on <laughs> about who knows what, but, you know, but they they were nice, so it, it was kind of cool to, to meet your heroes and yeah. have a, a nice time. Even if it's a, a hazy memory
0: at best. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what are your thoughts on McCormick and Butley, Yes.
3: I loved that. I didn't even make the connection that it was the same person, mm. because... I'm trying. To, when did that it was quite soon after He left. Very soon, it? it, was very yeah. soon, so, I think I may have even have heard, them? yeah, have a check, but I, I may have even heard that before I heard, like, knew who Suede were, yeah. and, and, and I, and I loved that song, like, I didn't, kind of, get into, to them, and listen to any more, but I absolutely loved that song at the time, yeah. and then, yeah, I remember, later, I kind of, Put, put, put the two and two together and yeah. it's like oh it's that guy and I, yeah, I did go and actually see McCormick and Butler because like, they, they did do a second album yeah. didn't they like quite a few years later yeah. Um, so yeah but yeah that, that's, that's,
0: that's a sensational song it's, so. it's, it'd be in my top five of yeah. all time I think it's an absolute amazing oh, um, McCormick's voice is yeah. fucking beautiful as well and yeah uh, It's just spectresque, isn't it? It's just huge, and I love it. Absolutely love it. It's a a real cracker, that one. came out about a year, according to this later.
2: So he sort of
0: stopped recording with them in
2: 94, and then Yes came out in 95. So, yeah, it wasn't much longer.
0: Yeah. So he's he's not producing now, yeah? Yeah, he's been
3: producing for quite a while, I think, Mm. hasn't he? He's He's done a few things. I can't movies. think of any off the
0: top of my head, but I, um, you know,
3: he did. Uh, Duff Duffy. Oh it? really? Yeah. He did like her record that was big. Yeah. Um. What else? No, not, my brain's frozen now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he's he's been prolific. Yeah. In, in,
2: in producing. I collaborations. reading for me, I'm not familiar with this, but he, uh, collaborations with Paloma Faith. Okay. Uh, for, he, he'd done a soundtrack as well but that was 97 uh, he recorded with um, a soundtrack to Velvet Goldmine um, oh, and right. he did that oh, with yeah, Tom York yeah. and uh, Greenwood oh
0: right yeah, yeah so
2: some other things placebo uh, on that wasn't he's, they he's put his uh, placebo with a band in to... Velvet Goldmine am right, mm-hmm. yeah. I right 20th century do you know
0: what I can't remember yeah, yeah I'm sure they were. remember that I've only seen it once when it came out I was a bit disappointed I can't remember it. it was like right, bear. If I've seen it off it's it's, yeah.
2: got, it's gone somewhere in the you know, the records. Yeah. I can't dig it out at the moment, that's for yeah, sure. One. I saw it at the time, but I don't think it was no. classic to no. see again. <laughs> I don't know. Because anyway. I always want to confuse it with Almost Famous. No I... I think that's the thing.
0: Um, which was alright, I quite liked Almost Famous. Yeah, it's a great film i bit. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else to, to discuss about <laughs> What tracks would you have
2: on our spot list? To chat.
3: Oh, I probably need to have a, a look at a list. of Them. Um, I guess you know, Animal Nitrate was, was one of our favourites, mm-hmm. and The Drowners. That was, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. good. So I don't know, like I loved every song. Yeah, on that, yeah. On those first two records. Um, it's aged really well. We Are the music Picks, as well That's like an awesome riff.
0: That's, that's not on an album. Is that on the first album? We are the Pigs is on the second oh, It's second. definitely on the second album. Come remember yeah, that. Yeah, the one
3: that's in between. That they, what was that? Um, oh, when
0: we'll Stay Together, was it? Yes. Did so Stay Together?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... Um, yeah, and 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 they never played it live. I think... It, I don't know if it was between the first two records, or the second and third. But they... They never they because there was like the connection with yeah. Bernard, so they they refused to ever play it. Um, but then they they played it at their, like farewell before yeah. they came back before, when they split the first time. They had played it for I think the first ever time at their um, cool. fan club show thing, which was that which was awesome. They did um when they were going to split, they did this really cool thing where they did five nights at the like an art college in Trafalgar Square, I've forgotten the name of it, it was quite an intimate place and they did five shows and they did each record and they just played each record all the way through oh, and oh, nice. like B-sides and stuff, especially it was before everyone started doing that because yeah. it's quite a common thing now isn't it to go and play your classic record but this would have been like 2002 or something, yeah. 2003 and um, yeah I remember kind of desperately trying to get tickets it was really hard to get tickets and somehow managing to blag my way in I was I was like giving out flyers for, yeah. for things Then I did that because I was a student for money um, <laughs> and then I was kind of giving out flyers and managed to somehow blag my way in which was which was awesome nice nice um, yeah I, think, I can't think of any other Bernard trivia best place you've ever blagged your way into Stu?
0: Um, oh, if we can, we, we keep it to mid '90s. I, I had a good one. Um, we uh, we went to see um, when Blur became boy band huge. Yeah, um, they decided to play a seaside tour, and um, it was around the time of Great Escape, I believe. Um, and they played Oscars nightclub on Clacton Pier <laughs> and, uh, and I think there was probably 200 tickets if that yeah. and uh, me and my mate Wayne at the time there was a music magazine called Select mm. and uh, Select was great it was like yeah. it was a good like, indie mag and you mm. had posters in the middle for your walls which is always good nice. uh, but they were like quite cool posters they yeah, were like yeah. good photos yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I remember um, going there and, and we just Made these little credit cards saying we were like select journalist press <laughs> pass and laminated them. They must yeah. have looked so shit looking yeah. back. And uh, and we just turned up and just went up um, press pass rear from select magazine and just went straight through. And, <laughs> and literally they had like a little barrier and then there was some other guys that like had really flash cameras. We had like a shit instamatic thing with a flash. <laughs> And we were just sitting there pretending to take notes, but basically Alex was like literally about a foot in front of me. And I was just sharing me facts with Alex, which I'm smoke <laughs> inside. And yeah, so I blagged in the blur on on Clacton Pier. That was that was. A good Mate, way, that's though. wicked. Yeah,
2: I would literally I asked you that question. And I also thought, have I ever done it? And I've never done a lot of it. Never been the guy to do that. And then I just remembered I, I did. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It, it was luck. And... Um, it was it was i was at uni so i was about. i think i was about. it was about 99 and uh a girl i was dating was like friends band is playing and this was in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. it was in digbeth it was kind of near the custom factory which is a massive like ravers spot for um, good dance music and, and hip hop but it wasn't there it was like a sort of a pub and a venue up as kind of down that same sort of area and we showed up and um it was, on, it, was a, it was a big Irish pub but it was like two floors to it and we walked in and it was like this. almost like this reception to the front of it and I said um, oh, we're, we're, we're here to see a band and the guy was like really sort of like secretive about yeah. it and and then um, my friend my girlfriend said we need to see the drummer and the guy at the door went he's the drummer and then I just went, yeah, because <laughs> like, I was, you know, just thought I'd say it. I wasn't really thinking about the consequences. He was like, oh, right, cool, cool, cool. And I said, right, well, sh- straight upstairs, and that went upstairs. I'm just loitering at the back of the room, and guess who it was? It was. It turns out it was a secret gig. Right, like, this guy, what? So, probably didn't double check because it was too outlandish to question. Um, but it was fun loving criminals. <laughs> it was a secret gig that they oh, were really? doing. Yeah, yeah. We were just standing at the back and then the FLCs turned on me like, this isn't your mate's band. Because we weren't really using mobile phones a lot then. And we yeah. were like, ah, oh, yeah, but I mean, it's fun loving criminals. So we just watched it. It was wicked. <laughs> so it was kind of an accidental blag, but I've never ever done it. Other than that, I've, I've be, I'm i rubbish at that. I'm terrible at
3: trying to get into to venues. What your blag for us? Right? Well, the one that springs to mind, well, I mean, wasn't strictly me, but me and two friends went already to... passing the rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two friends, probably. no. Um, went to um, we were into Green Day at the time, and they were playing mm-hmm. like the uh, TFI Friday TV show, and we just thought, I wonder if we can get in, and we just yeah. kind of went there and we were kind of loitering around the building, and we were like, you know, trying to find a way to sneak in, and we couldn't find anything. And my friend was like, "Let's just go to the door and and, and and try and see what happens." We were like, "Okay," and kind of shuffled along. And she got to the door and was like, um, "We're on the guest list," and they were like, "What's the name?" And somehow, in the moment that the woman like picked up her clipboard, she saw a name that happened to have like plus two on it because all three of us. Oh, yeah. She just happened to like peek over and just said that name <laughs> and was like oh yeah plus two and you all go and we all just like how did you do that how like there was no yeah. window of opportunity to see this board upside down with a name with plus two like I, I still don't quite know how she managed to see it to this day but yeah Tony's it opportunity to uh,
0: apologise to was, plus two <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, like, did he didn't get to game. see <laughs> been, he'd be marked <laughs> off the list <laughs>
2: sorry you're here
0: already
2: <laughs> Oh man, what record that was that? Because I remember them going on the word with Dookie, so I would have thought that was Insomniac. Was it? That yeah, that was yeah. the one after that. I, I would have said that was yeah. Oh mate, I was. Uh, I uh, you know what you said about Weezer. I guess my first one of my first bands was uh, probably Dookie and, mm-hmm. and Green Day, and then you know, explored from then. But what you were saying about your discovery with Weezer, I remember doing that with Dookie, and and whenever you go into like a band, I mean that was quite early in Green Day's like history but some of these bands you, you've been talking about when you get like you, you discover them three records in mm. and then you have the joy of you get into you're like fucking hell this is so good and then you're like what they've done to other records
4: mm-hmm.
2: and then you get to like you say absolutely you, I mean you took it a step further because I was just listening to them like going back through their back catalogue loving it but um I mean you were then going back through the back catalogue and, and learning
0: mm-hmm. learning all the songs off yeah. it as well It's pretty yeah pretty cool Oh yeah. yeah. I remember when I discovered REM. I remember being green and, and thinking this is this is spectacular. Mm. Absolutely, and I, I still adore that album. It was like, yeah, I'm going to check out this band like REM, and and then it was like, you got about ten albums that like, <laughs> I, I have no idea yeah like, that they existed before that. So it's, it's it's great, and I don't know if do people do that now. Do, do, do people like do the kids? Do they do that? Do they Have they just cherry pick tunes on Spotify? No idea, mate. I've no, I've, I've no idea how how their
2: relationship is. But I mean, like if we use Spotify as an example, you do get to. It's all just there, isn't it? A lot of the time, but not all albums are on there, are they? Mm. There's certain albums yeah. that you don't. say people, like kids, will miss golden, amazing records, um, because they've they've they're not been, uh, you know, signed off by Spotify. Mm. But yeah, I, I imagine they can just they backtrack like that, mate. Mm. But there's, I, I don't know. I don't suppose that's as fun as like finding that, rec- you know, getting hold of that record in your hands mm-hmm. yeah. and rushing home because you're like, fuck, you know, you can't just now we can just play whatever we want immediately. Yeah. You, you get that, re- you, you get that record at the store, and you're like, yeah. you know, oh, fuck, it's in your bag all the way home. Yeah. You can't wait to listen
0: to it. Yeah, yeah that's a Absolutely. good feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, what's, well, so shall should we, should we hit the top button? Well,
2: we can hit the top, but shall we do, just before we hit number
0: one, um,
2: any other honourable mentions that we haven't already? It was really interesting hearing what you are saying about uh how how they're interplaying the band. Um, mm. Is there any other, other guitarists that you want to mention? Other than, I think we were going to say, before we started recording and um, Russ had sent me uh, what his top fives were, Stu asked me, what's um, watching Russell's top fives and you know and he got he got close um, um, but uh, and then I told him he was like Oh well, what's his number one or something like that and I was like Slash I, I thought Billy Colgan was your number one <laughs> I said Billy Colgan yeah no. I said no no it's Slash <laughs> <laughs> she was like fuck off <laughs> but uh, I, I say that now I'm going to say what you honourable <laughs> Russell's going to go uh, Slash <laughs> 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 yeah, Slash is cool yeah, yeah, he's, um, yeah he's
3: done some I don't know, I guess, you know, well, we mentioned Everything, Everything and Prince, um, I'm trying to think, no one else is Little
0: explained. Wayne? You ever heard Little Wayne on guitar? <laughs> it's
2: a tragedy. Yes. <laughs> so, because
0: uh, you've not really gone, like, way back. Yeah, yeah. Like, so,
3: yeah, I guess nothing... Um,
0: it's obviously a lot of people. Yeah,
3: kind of, I mean, like, my... <laughs> musical world is kind of 80s onwards yeah mm. and i guess a lot of 80s stuff's more electronic yeah and mm. um, yeah I've, I've never been a big fan of kind of 60s and 70s music in general you know obviously there's exceptions i'm, mm. I'm, I'm not just going to dismiss it in <laughs> yeah, 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 the I decade you. it was from but just you know my i guess my age yeah and i don't know just there's there is something about the production of music from that era that I'm not super into. Actually, in fairness, though, I do quite like 1950s music. by like, well, going to the Back to the Future and mm-hmm. Chuck yeah. Berry. You know that that that's kind of 1950s, mm. and that you know I'm not super knowledgeable on 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 that era. But the things I have heard, you know, have, have kind of been cool. Yeah, I guess. There's a weird thing of, like, the 50s of where, like, every song is the same. Like, yeah. They, they came up with, like, a 12-bar like sequence and, and yeah. just rewrote it, like, hundreds of times with, you know, different vocals and different guitar solos yeah. and stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of um, weird, but... Yeah. Like, the, the, the 60s and 70s and a lot of the people who, you know, I'm sure will go on other people's lists, like, you know... You're, Hendrix and Mm. Led Zeppelin and and stuff you know, not that I think they're bad but, you know, because I think even like Billy Corgan, I think he's a big Led Zeppelin fan Mm. if I recall, but it just never really connected with Mm. me and then I, you know, and I I subsequently haven't really gone back to try and rediscover it or anything so, I don't know you know, I might feel differently about it now but I suppose another thing is, um, you know, one of the things that appeals to me most, like, which is why I said everything, everything, is I really like to look forward and not look back, and I like people that are doing something new that I haven't heard before, whereas, you know, if I think, if I went back to some of that stuff, you know, even if they were probably doing it for the first time back then, I'll have heard it in so many different forms yeah. Yeah, yeah like it'll be hard to, to connect with so you know and I, and I like to be, to hear people do new things you know that, yeah. that, that's exciting for me which is increasingly difficult as as time goes on yeah. I think to, to, to do original things you know which is why um like electronic music appeals to me much more frequently yeah. than, than guitar music over the last 10 mm. years because that's the world where people are like pushing forward with yeah, action yeah. techniques mm. and ideas and kind of yeah. being original. Technology makes that the, the, it
2: opens more doors, doesn't it? Like the electric guitar did. We yeah. Now got all like, 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 no, well, no. that, well,
3: that. That's made me think of two people who are like not necessarily well. So one is um, uh, Muse, Matt Bellamy mm-hmm. from Muse. Like, like, I'm not a massive Muse fan. I, I like some bits of what they do. Mm. But he's like really embraced technology, yeah. and you know, in, but into guitar playing and, and and does like really original things and come you know creates his own equipment or gets other people involved and and and, and does you know stuff that sounds yeah. unique. So yeah. I, th- I think I think that's really cool. Um, I guess Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Yeah, good shout. Is um, you know, yeah, I I, I was really big into Radiohead for a period yeah. and his guitar playing again I think falls into that kind of category of of, of being more forward-looking you know kind of involving lots of effects and and, and, and sounds rather than rather than kind of uh, virtuoso techniques and stuff It was more about what sounds can create with this instrument so that's you know that's something that appeals to me as well. I wonder if you had had that sort of Because um, I you know'm a big big
2: fan of Led Zeppelin and i I wonder if the fact that you, you yeah I, that must have influenced how you've ended up making music as well because mm. you know if you'd been a big fan of Led Zeppelin or whatever I wonder if that would hold back you know how you decided to develop and like you say instead of looking forward, you would have been maybe you know getting influenced by that sometimes it's harder to think outside the box when you you've got such heavy foundations in Right, you said riff driven rock music. So interesting.
3: Because I, I remember when I was um, again around the same time I was learning guitar when I was a teenager. You know, I had like a group of friends that were into a lot of the same stuff I was into, and then I remember I had another group of friends, and they were like really into that kind of stuff. You know, like, like Led Zeppelin and seventies things, and I found it a bit weird. In that, like, they were connecting with someone else's culture. You know, like, those artists, are, you know, they, they might not be alive or they're certainly not, like, performing anymore mm. and they're not talking about things necessarily that you can relate to. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I was interested in, you know, people of my generation, I suppose. like, Like, I found it... I found it odd that, like, teenagers were, like, so into something mm. that was someone else's. Yeah. And I, I, I remember at the time it seemed odd. And, you know, I can see it with a different perspective yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but I still, that school of thought is still quite kind of ingrained in me, I yeah. think. Like, that, that that's someone else's, like, not that I can't enjoy it and not that I can't see things and not that I can't you know, imagine what it was like mm. in time and stuff and, and go back and enjoy it. But I think there's, you know, I think there's something to be said about having something that's yours. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, that the, the you create a connection with and, 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 and back and forth, you know. I, I think there's, there's something in that. So I keep wanting to say things which will spoil, like, number one. <laughs> so it's, it's been kind of, it's been a... It's been a challenge through the whole thing because <laughs> I think number one connects with almost the yeah, other yeah. person. It does. It, it does. Everything well,
0: we've said. Before we drop into that, uh, a couple of, of yours, Chris, who you throw in there?
2: Oh, God. Um... Well, one, that this is a band that you, well, I know Pip Hakes. Um He's hated uh, Queens of the Stone Age for years, but um, Josh on for Queens of the Stone Age, I've really enjoyed his guitar, um, mm. his, his play style, and even watching uh, interviews with him and, and, and how he learned. There was actually, when he self-talked, there was also certain techniques that he could never do so he never bothered. So a lot of the style that you hear in uh, Queens of Stone Age in their sound is him dropping calls mm-hmm. and missing things, and as a result, his punk his st- sort of play came out. And I, I think I think he's fantastic. I, I love those records. People always says they sound the same, and to me, they don't. There's a, there's, sure. there's about That's four okay. there's about four personalities in Queens of the Stone Age that I think all sit well together. <laughs> so and many of so, my friends adore yeah. that band.
0: I, 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 I don't dislike them. I just don't yeah. get. It. I don't oh. think. Like the high
2: piece Yeah, fair dues, mate, fair dues. Um yeah, how about yourself, man? Again,
0: I've got to be careful. Um but I'll um I really I really rate Peter Buck from yeah. I think he's he's played he's, he's got quite a unique sound. I like that. Um Robert Smith, I think Robert Smith's got played some really nice guitar. Yeah. Um no, I, wouldn't a... to, I
2: wouldn't think to say Robert Smith. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah.
0: Uh, Bernie Sumner from The Order. Um, I was yeah.
3: actually contemplating him for the uh, yeah. honourable mentions. And yeah.
0: Stuff. yeah. Um, Frank Black. Um, first and more. It, it, yeah, loads. We could probably um, do an honourable yeah. mentions for you yeah. as a podcast in itself, right. mate. I reckon yeah. it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's, All let's, right, let's number it one then. E- one.
3: <laughs> Uh, number one is Johnny Marr the really? man the myth the legend <laughs>
2: <laughs> well well done you're not saying it I'm, well yeah, done Stuart as well,
0: well I don't how started, like, just, I can you talk back guitars for so long and not say it was Johnny Marr i really had to buy yes, my tongue. he probably it's, 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 exploded spin, spin when he saw that as a number um,
3: one you know yeah I certainly think you know the Bernard Butler was the connection I think they play quite similar styles yeah. so I imagine I, I haven't read interviews really with Bernard I'd I'd be very surprised if Johnny Marr wasn't an influence on on his playing (laughs) um again another one where I discovered the Smiths and just got completely absorbed into the Smiths and learned every single Smiths song um (laughs) they they were hard ones to learn because um, I'm actually reading his autobiography at the moment which is really interesting um the thing with them is, you know, he was the only guitarist in the band and knowing nothing about, like, production or much about guitars in general at that point, I, I just remember thinking, like, how the fuck is this guy playing all, all, all this, like, all these guitars at the same time? I, I don't understand how he's doing this. It's one person and there's all this stuff going on. I, I, I can't comprehend it. And, um, you know, and... Knowing Now what I know, and reading the book and stuff, obviously, lots of kind of over, overdubs and productions and things, which helped create that. But um, at the time, for me, I, you know, I went through the same thought process of, well, I'm just going to listen to it and work out how I want to play it. And, you know, so I ended up kind of, I think, probably, you know, the, the main influence on my style was trying to do lots of things at once as one person, which you can't technically do, but you're finding ways to do them. You know, whether it was like you know, kind of like like, like playing chords but incorporating like arpeggios and, and riffs, so you're you're doing a river and a lead at the same time, or whether it was using pedals and kind of like making loops and delays and things which
0: were creating more guitars like, than, than yeah. were actually there. Yeah, uh, as, as a guitar, as a guitarist, do, do you know that kind of how soon it's now? Sang, he's wow, um, he's yeah. That? I
3: mean, there's, there's loads of stuff going on there. I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they played it live like, yeah. at the time. I don't know how how they did.
0: There's pedals, there, were did. pedals that not evolved, I suppose. Yeah, they were, like, but they're, they're, there's so
3: much kind of overdubbed because there's the main like, which is like a kind of tremolo thing, and then there's like, which is. Reading the book, it was some weird feedback thing he just mm. overdubbed, and yeah. there's other kind of little melodies going on. So, I mean, I know for a period they had two guitarists in the Smiths. Uh, the touring. Craig Gannon, what yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, whether you know, yeah, it would be much more feasible yeah. to two people. I did see Morrissey play at Reading years ago, and he did How Soon Is Now, yeah, and it sounded awesome. So, yeah, I, I don't know exactly they were doing
4: yeah
3: yeah I'll have to um, yeah because just reading the book at the moment I kind of it made me think oh I've never actually seen a video of the Smiths playing I, 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 like, I can actually oh, yeah. find it on YouTube I'm yeah. sure and, 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 and see and yeah going yeah. back you know they, they, they do sound very different they sound more punky live because it's just the four of them yeah. than, than how they do on records quite different sound I think but um yeah, and I think the other thing I have kind of got from from both Johnny Moore and Bernard Butler was they they do a thing a lot where they play, um, I don't know what the technical term for it is, but they're playing, like, two notes on the higher strings at the same time. I'm okay. trying to think of an example. So an example would be, like, the riff of This Charming Man. Yeah. But it's, like, two notes making a harmony, like, mini chords. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like but they're so small that you can kind of make them into a, a, a lead melody almost. Yeah. Um, you know, like that concept was, was really influential on me and, and, something, something I do a lot and, and, and still do. Um, you know, and guess again, yeah, it's interesting reading his book because he was, I think quite a similar mindset of me of, you know, kind of interested in the, the technology and what else you can do with the sounds and, and, and where else you can take things. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, there was something in the book. He, with his manager, when he first met his manager, he kind of played him something. And his manager was, like, stunned. He was, like, I've never seen anyone play the guitar like that. Yeah. Because, I guess... I think he, he kind of went through almost a similar process of what I did with him in that he was listening to other people and, and working it out himself and and creating this, you know, I'm going to play these things this way because I don't know how they're producing yeah. them. And, you know, almost the same yeah. thing I went through. Finding so, your own style as a result yeah. of accident and experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like he's kind of accidentally passed on that, that technique to me yeah. and I've taken it in, in my direction. Um yeah, and then, you know, and he's you know, he's done lots of other stuff beyond the Smiths as well, kind of for years of other things. Yeah, is. he's done
0: um, I didn't realise, you know, re-
3: reading the book, I know I know bits and pieces of the things he's done, but he's done so much stuff with so many kind of big names and things. Massive names.
0: It's like you know, it's kind of what of <laughs> What we're talking is, didn't he? On, on the, the yeah. Naked album, played on Nothing sure, But Flowers, I think, didn't he? And um, Dither. Yep, the Ooh, a lot. Pretenders. Um, um, electronic, obviously. Yep, Electronic.
3: And uh, um, what else was there?
0: He, did, he had his own
3: band for a while, The Healers. Yeah. Do you want Cribs, Morris Mouse, Modest Mouse.
0: Oh, Modest Mouse, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, I
3: forgot yeah. about that. It's like, he's kind of. He's like the the David Bowie of guitar players. Yeah, years, years later, in isn't it? Years.
2: Kept himself later, from 2006, from like when he was actually with the Smiths, and he's actually playing with contemporary like the Cribs and whatnot. It's Still yeah. looks
0: good. Yeah. Still looks super cool. Yeah. Uh, my 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 brother seen the Cribs um, in uh, in a little place in Australia, and I don't think the Cribs were that big um, out there. My brother went alone, said <laughs> <he's laughs> literally after I just sort of left and. Just stuck about and just thought, I'm going to have a beer with that fellow over there. He just didn't <laughs> a beer with Johnny Murray, so it was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, uh, He's had a
2: few people just roll into his new restaurant, and either a famous or uh, a yeah, like, legendary yeah, yeah.
0: musician. So who did you have not that long ago? It's not about two weeks ago. Who was it? I can't remember. It's it was... It was uh, my, my mum messaged me, because my brother put up, He runs a restaurant bar in, in Brisbane, mm-hmm. my brother. We will get back to Johnny Murray, <laughs> to um a bit later. But... Um, my mum went, your brother's got a famous person in his restaurant at the moment, um, he's a big fat old man with glasses, and I just thought, who is that? <laughs> so I thought, go and have a look, and yeah, I just apparently strolled in, and just said, do you mind, is it okay if I eat up the bar? My brother was like, no, no, sure, and my brother's thinking, oh my God, I'm mm-hmm. sure this is, and my brother's like, tomorrow, what? What you know? You, you from around here? Yeah. Clearly, you an American accent. He said, mm-hmm. "No, no, I'm from I'm from Boston. Like, I'm just over here, like playing a gig my band." My brother's like, "You're fucking Frank Black, aren't you?" And he was like, <laughs> "Yeah." And he was like, "Oh my god!" And he said he <laughs> just sat there for about forty minutes, just chatting with my brother, eating his lunch with him, and said he was just really, really lovely fellow, mm-hmm. which is always nice. But he ain't as good as. Miles. <laughs> not that <laughs> no. as <laughs> good as anymore. Favorite Smiths and Russ. Um.
3: No, um, I'm trying to think. Top Fastly sounds like the um, best podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heaven knows I'm miserable now. Really? That's, that's a favourite. Okay. Right. Um, I've, I've forgotten the name but I can play them all. Where's the guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Early?
0: Late? Still ill? Still, still ill, Ill. yeah. Still
3: yeah. Ill. That one's awesome. You know, this Charming Man's
0: great. Um, the boy with the Four on side. This, what do you make of the solo in that? Cause it's, that's one of the only Smith songs that's actually got a bit of a solo, hasn't it? The one, but it does it? No, no. Hang on. No, I'm the one with that. the solo
3: is. Um, yeah. Uh, is no. No. Um,
0: it's shop shoplifters.
3: Shoplifters.
0: Yeah, it sounds like Nick Kershaw the the, <laughs> the, the, the guitar solo. It's really weird.
3: Think, yeah, it's it's probably yeah one of if not the only yeah. Uh, guitar solo
0: on a on, on Smiths song I don't know yeah I mean it works it yeah it, it does work like, it does so. work <laughs> you ain't gonna get any negativity on the Smiths that so favourite Smiths song Chris you're it's a my, massive Smiths fan I'm, yeah,
2: I'm not I dialed into Smiths only like four or five years ago mm-hmm. um, I, I guess my real passion when I started uh, getting into music was hip hop and it was quite aggressive hip hop mm-hmm. as well so that was kind of like you know I, I did a lot of unpicking those sort of things. It was hip hop and drum and bass and quite heavy like metal to start with, I guess, and and then dance music. So I didn't really get into it you know, until about five five years ago. And, and bizarrely, I'd say what has always what. What I the thing that I'll listen to the Smiths isn't I I don't like Morrissey's voice for some reason mm. it's it's, no, no, no. it's like cucumber to me mm. it, 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 it's unpalatable really yeah. I it's mean strange you're wrong, but yeah I, I get yeah and and do you know what <laughs> even now I feel like I'm mellowing on that opinion
0: yeah
2: and um but how soon is now and that is probably marked because of Mars guitar mm. guitars on that because to me that's quite haunt, that record has always been haunting to me and I've always liked sort of the trip hop like you know. Uh, Uncle Science Fiction it's all very or um, yeah they've done lots of haunting atmospherical music and I, I love that I like that sort of melancholy tune and How Soon Is Now is that for me so yeah. definitely it, that definitely connects
0: yeah I think How Soon Is Now is is there is their Falls Gold I think it's yeah. their one song that doesn't really sound like anything else they've done yeah, yeah. that yeah, sounds yeah. timeless yeah uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's from Out of Space that song it's brilliant yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I discovered them a little later as well. I mean, not, probably like 99, 2000, mm. but I kind of, I wasn't so into guitar music around that time, because it was quite shit around that time, <laughs> if I recall. I'm trying to think of when I first heard them, I can't remember, yeah, yet. but it was definitely a bit later than
0: Kind of what was '99? Was that the kind of new metal? Or was it just on the arse new metal? The Travis deal? and the kind of oh, oh, the, oh yeah, god, it is. I mean, I, it was like the tragic
2: time. breaks. I really struggled yeah. with it all. I mean, that's the podcast in itself of the, yeah. the, the, how much I hate a lot of the, the a lot of the bands that came out. That I'm not going to start bitching, but you're right. It was it was it wasn't a good time. I remember going to a Awards and just, I, I spent most of the time, they, they, I don't even like football, and there was an England football match on in the toilet, and I spent most of the time in there watching that, because mm-hmm. the bands just were not doing it. They were, they were doing the opposite of please me. I was getting frustrated listening. So I was just hanging out in the toilet, so my mates were coming in, and going, you can Stand come up. out of here any time soon, mate. This <laughs> is getting a bit weird. I'm like, no, no, I'm coming here, mate. Yeah, Why
0: was there yeah. a television in the I don't
2: toilet? Know, mate. It was like in uh, Indigo, in the O2. So it might have been slightly later than the '99, actually, but not not much. It was quite brand new. The, the, the whole millennium thing was all kind of quite new. So yeah.
0: So the Smiths come calling at that period.
3: Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, because I was living. No, I, th- I think I'd like kind of. I had discovered them around the other time I was I was I was learning guitar and getting into music, but I didn't like super super get into them. I don't know know if I'm misremembering, because I feel like I remember sitting in my bedroom at my parents' house, like, just learning all the songs like I did with the others. But then I also remember sitting in my student house in Elephant and Castle and and doing the same thing there, so I'm not not quite sure (laughs) which is the accurate memory. And then I've got another memory, but I don't know if I should talk about it. <laughs> I don't know what the policy on the you,
2: podcast is. Dave, if you heard some of the conversation Anything goes on this no, podcast. No,
3: no. um, I just remember like I really got into taking ecstasy you know. <laughs> you know, before I kind of discovered like dance music and stuff, we would just go to random clubs and I remember we were stumbling around um like Tottenham Court Road and you know, me and a few friends like all in a good mood, I guess. <laughs> and um <laughs> We were just like, oh, we just need somewhere, we just need music, somewhere to go in, and we just found this kind of, like, crappy 80s club, but then, kind of, like, this charming man came on, and it was just, like, <laughs> Brilliant. like, completely glorious, and I was with, like, a, a, a girlfriend at the time, and it was just, like, you know, it just kind of seemed magical, and I think it really got me back into the Smiths yeah. again, Then, that's just, Brilliant. like, oh, I remember how, kind of, how good they were, and I think that probably instigated me, kind of, then going back to my student hat and student house and, and learning all the songs again excellent. Excellent. good
0: excellent so have, have you met Johnny wat
3: yeah only briefly um was doing a festival with ash and I think they those guys seemed to they seem to know him and yeah we were just in catering and we kind of all just sat down at a table with him when he was eating and um yeah you know he, he was cool he just kind of he, he held court right over the table and just and kind of regaled with everyone with stories over over lunch. And, and I never saw him again. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> pretty cool.
0: Superb. <laughs>
2: okay, that was awesome. That was a great. That was really fun talking about that um, and and li- listening to reasons why. Uh, well, I just I've like, just really enjoying doing this podcast.
0: I yeah. think we're so lucky. And Russ, thanks, man, for going through that. I can't it thank you nice. enough for, for for coming to us as well and coming to the. To, um, to, to the bar, it's, it's been really kind of you. Yeah.
4: Um, it's
1: pretty hot
0: in here, uh, you might have noticed. Hot. Yeah, so we're, all, we're all naked.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's it's just um, these policy. What I've done, video. Have us. you put that? I'll turn that off. Yeah, there,
0: you yeah. had your jumper on, and me and Russ had our t shirts on. I'm turning on. this off now, mate. All right. all right, you can turn it off now. Um, so yeah, what, what I'll say is, um, tweet. Tweet us, yes. Um Tweet us uh, uh, at Redshift Rebels or at Stu Iffin, or Russ. Are you want to the J Russ? Something yeah, I like uh, uh,
3: just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> Google it. Exactly. really yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll um, we'll what... link you when this goes out yeah. anyway. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, uh, and and let us know your thoughts on, on Russ's top five and yeah. uh, what you put in if you were doing yeah, yours, etc. Your as well, yeah. and, uh, and just make sure the Smiths are in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks cool. again, Russ. That's really, really thanks kind of guys. you to come and do this, mate. Thank you. And we'll do a
2: part two coming up about uh, Russ's top five uh, video games. So, uh, yeah, we'll catch you in a little bit.
0: See you in a bit. Boy
2: So, out of the frying pan and into the fire. I did the intro in the bath and I'm now in my jammies in bed. I just want to say thanks again to Russ for that. Um, what a cracking episode and thank you all for listening we will catch you on the flip side for episode 4 of Hardcore Listing with Chris and Shu. take care, bye
0: Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast